Simos and the team at Bricky Cafe in Hutton Street, Thornbury are a station supporter and Lucrish All Sports program sponsor. They love sport too, so to celebrate if you're heading into Melbourne's sporting precinct or just passing through Thornbury, mention you heard them on Pony Valley FM and they'll offer you a discount deal on a delicious coffee and roll. Bricky Cafe, just a minute from Thornbury Station, you can't miss them. Find them on Facebook and Instagram. Station sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me on the line today is athlete Glenn Carlson. Welcome to Licorice All Sports and especially welcome to this special Swedish edition. Thanks a lot, mate. It's been it's an honor to be here. Really excited. Thank you so much for joining. And just so the listeners know, me and Glenn, we met on a Sunday afternoon and he was having a fantastic celebration of 365 days jumping in near freezing conditions here in the Baltic Sea in Sweden. But we will get into that once we get into the interview. So we'll kick it off, Glenn. Tell us about your background in health and fitness and what sport means to you. Sure, we'll do that. Um, but before maybe going into the first question, just taking the, this opportunity also to uh, to pay some short uh, tribute to Australia. It's uh, one of my, my closest friends actually moved to um, Moved to Byron Bay 10 years ago. So I've been visiting a few times. I think it's up to six, seven times since that time. So it's really one of my favorite countries on this planet and also amazing people. So, yeah, happy to happy to talk to, to you today. Listeners back home in Australia will appreciate your calm words yeah, about our so. country. All right. Um, yes, but back to your question. What's um, uh, connecting a little bit to my background in health and fitness and what sport means to me? Well, I am 34 years old um, since uh, two days ago. So my birthday was only two days ago. And um, sport has always been a big part of my life. I, at a young age, I started to play soccer and did that for approximately 10 years. And um, after that, it's kind of a natural uh, integration over to, to gym. I did some Thai boxing, yoga, climbing, um, running has always been a big part of my activity as well. So. So I think I've been exercising more or less three, three to five times per week the last, the last 20 years in different, kind, in different forms. So for me, exercise is really my, how to say, sane, sane pill, if I can express it like that. Without it, I think I would go, I think I would go crazy, actually. So really important part of my life. So it's your mental release, and it's fantastic. And it's a really important message that you send out to the listeners as well. And, you know, and happy birthday, happy 34th birthday the other day. I didn't actually realize that until... We sort of uh, got talking, but um, happy birthday. And I, I know that you had a, a fantastic day with your friends and family. Sure, thanks a lot. Halfway to 68, so still going strong. <laughs> that's the one. That's the one. Into the interview, it was only two years ago that you made a decision to mentally change the way you look at health and fitness. What has that experience been like and how did it all start? Yeah, it's um, uh, this kind of, a, as you're saying, two years ago, it was kind of a mental shift for myself. And um, it kind of just started with... Um, Maybe I should just mention first that I have a quite a big interest in personal development and uh, the impact that the mind has on, on everything that we do, actually. And that's kind of connected to the story. Well, the day before Christmas, two years ago, um, I decided to go for a six-kilometer run. You know, it was before breakfast and had a few beers before, so there was nothing fancy going on just to get the body started for a small run. And I, I ended up listening to a, um, an interview, a podcast, actually, with a, with a guy who really inspired me. And um, the discussion during the podcast was a lot about the um, impact of the mind and the limitations that you're putting on yourself. And while running and listening to this, it was really like, 
everything kind of connected a little bit. It might sound a little bit cheesy, but it was almost like a tunnel vision. So I went from this six kilometers, that was the initial plan, to, um, to, uh, to nine, to, uh, to 12 and 15. And before I knew it, I managed to, to do 21 kilometers, you know, in the park just next door, uh, half marathon without any preparations and more or less the double the distance I ever, ever ran before up, to that, up until that point. So for me, that was really um, eye opening and about uh, really an evidence for myself in how important the, the mind is. That's really interesting, Glenn. I suppose the mind is our most powerful weapon. And if we choose to use it in the correct way. Anything is possible. Now, I find it really amazing that you went from 6 to 21. So in that particular run, and you say it's a cheesy story. I don't believe really it's a cheesy story. I think it's an inspirational story, in my opinion. But, you know, as you were running that night, what like what thoughts were going through your mind? And was it just simply that, you know, you can achieve anything if you put your mind to it? Is it it's sort of as simple as that? Uh, well, it's, it's, it, I guess it might go a little bit deeper than that. But it's uh, like the, the discussion on that podcast was really connected to what I was doing at the moment. You know, they were talking a lot about... When the body's hurting, it's uh, that's when you got to keep pushing a little bit. Of course, uh, keeping uh, under proportions and not uh, damaging yourself in some way. But it was really that where that's really the moment where I was, and I said, "Oh, maybe, maybe it's right. I will try a little bit more, and then a little bit more." And then, as I mentioned, it was just became like a tunnel vision, and uh, really euphoric afterwards, and really happy with uh, a little bit surprised, overwhelmed actually about <laughs> what has just happened. So. Uh, that's the experience that kind of changed everything and kind of opened up a new, uh, maybe opened up a door in my mind that was has been closed until that uh, that moment in in my life. Since that moment in time, you've got a pretty impressive resume as far as the sporting. Now, just earlier in the interview, I mentioned the Copenhagen Marathon run. Tell me a little bit more about the Swedish Classic because I'd imagine quite a few people back home would be intrigued about this long distance event and what I know. There's four intervals in it. But I'll let you explain it. What is involved in this Swedish classic? And I suppose mentally and physically, how much does it take out of you as a athlete? Yeah, exactly. So the Swedish classic, it is, um, it is uh, maybe not so known outside of Sweden, but I guess a lot of people in Sweden know knows exactly what it is. It is um, a race or some part, four different kinds of races that you need to complete within the scope of um, 12 months. So there's one uh, running race, which is 30 kilometers uh, in quite, uh, quite heavy terrain, uh, just outside Stockholm. Uh, the second part, it's uh, cross-country skiing. That's quite far. It's 90 kilometers. So uh, quite a distance to cover. It usually takes maybe uh, between 7 to, to 10 hours <laughs> to complete, depending on how, how, um, how fast you are. Uh, the third one is cycling. Um, and that's also quite far. It's 315 kilometers around Lake Vetten. And um, that race usually takes eight hours if you're fast, up to 14 hours if you're not, uh, if you haven't prepared so much or don't you so used to, to cycling. And the final one, it's uh, it's the swimming, and that's three kilometers in in a cold cold river. So if you manage to complete all of these uh, within the scope of 12 months, then you're getting a medal and certifying you as uh, completing the Swedish Classic. How did you feel both? physically and mentally about your achievement? Uh, yeah, well, I'm actually in the middle of, of completing it at this moment. I managed to complete the two parts of it um, before COVID-19 hit, and that's kind of uh, cancelled uh, two of the two of the events. But I managed to do the running part, um, which uh, I'm really happy with, and also the skiing, uh, the skiing part then. And that was quite, uh, for myself personally, that was a huge challenge. So f- five weeks before that race, I actually never stood on, 
cross-country ski, skis before. So, um, and I don't have, a, I've been skiing downhill one time in my life before that event. So for me, that was really a huge challenge to manage to complete it. Um, I, I managed to do it. I crashed six times and um, three of those times I managed to drag someone with me, but uh, um, I still managed to do it at the end. Um, so, but I'm still in the middle of the process. I'm completing the, the full uh, the full Swedish classic. Yeah, exactly. So, in in what way you can look at this as, as three, I have to say, completely different events. But the 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 one red thread around these events, it's that it's for myself. It's completely new activities, and that is at this moment in my life is really intriguing. So, I have a friend who's been uh, who's been quite uh, into motocross, and uh, he kind of tricked me a little bit to to go with him one time to try to try out his bike at a motocross track, and. Uh, that was two years ago, so uh, I just started driving when I was 30, 32, so relatively late, relatively late. And um, yeah, then I really got into it because it's just so much fun. It's difficult to describe actually for the people who haven't uh, haven't tried it, but it's just uh, it's it's a strange mixture between being really scared and also full of adrenaline at the same time. Um, but to answer your question, how I ended up doing this race, it's um, it is connected to just finding challenges around you that you feel almost uh, uh, that would be really a challenge to do that. And then you're kind of breaking it down into smaller pieces and you finally then you finally uh, challenge it. Um, so uh, that was the story behind that, actually. And, and the Scotland Grand National, it is um, it is the world largest enduro race. So approximately 3000 participants. And it is really it is really muddy and. Um, it all, it's, all, it's almost like a marathon uh, for, uh, for enduro racing. It's three hours around a 20-kilometer track. And um, it's quite tough, uh, depending on the weather. So not everyone has actually managed to complete it. But inofficially, they, they say that if you manage to do three laps during this time, then you have to say inofficially been uh, considered to, to complete it. And yeah, that's what, that's what I did finally to, after some, some struggle. To jump in the cold, cold ocean, which is the Baltic Sea, for 365 days straight. Well, thanks a lot for the kind uh, for the kind uh, words. Um, yeah. Well, how did that decision actually come up? It actually started on my birthday last year, and um, as a 30-day challenge, um, just to you know, instead of biking for work now with COVID-19, I'm having a home office. So instead of biking for work in the morning, I decided to let's go for a swim instead. So that's how it started um, for the first 30 days, and then. Once I reached the, the end of that kind of challenge, I decided I kind of like this this new routine, you know, getting this moment for myself during the day to to experience um, for this kind of experience. And um, then I decided, ah, let's do 50. And once I once I reached 50, then it's just it's almost 365. So let's let's make it a real challenge. That was in the middle of the summer, and I realized, let's go. Let's see if we manage to do it. Take one day at a time, but put in the effort and maybe we will manage to swim every day for a full year. That would be something to, <laughs> that would be something to experience. So Glenn, it's an absolutely great achievement that you've managed to do 365 days full respect, but can I ask you, has anyone of your friends or family actually, actually called you maybe a little bit crazy for doing such a momentous challenge, which is 365 days in fr freezing cold water here in Sweden? <laughs> yes, definitely. But uh, I think that's a natural response for people that are to, towards people that are acting a little bit different than, than yourself. So for sure. But um, that's completely fine if they want to put that label label on me. I think it's they're kind of missing the point a little bit by doing a challenge like that, uh, like this. Um, 
it is just, it is just so rewarding in different ways. It's just more than a swim, you know. It's uh, it's also um, a possibility to to challenge yourself uh, mentally and exercise your discipline as well. If you should really do it every day for such a long time, especially when the weather is not the best and it's might be a combination of snow, wind, and rain, and but you still have made this how to say contract with yourself that you should uh, actually do it now for every day. Then you then you're kind of stepping up and doing it. It's uh, it's a way to grow, at least for myself. It's um, it's been really rewarding towards myself to to do to do this. What has been the main learning during the last two years, and the challenges that you put together? Excellent question. Um, yeah. What has been the main uh, the main learnings? Well, it's uh, yeah, it might sound a little bit cheesy. Sorry for that in advance, but this is um, it's been a really a way to challenge myself. I am a firm believer that we are putting invisible boundaries and limitations on ourselves by setting mental uh, mental barriers. So these past two year, these past two years has been. Um, really a possibility to, for myself to put myself out there in the process of uh, challenging myself in different ways. And it's been time after time been examples of uh, that you managed to achieve so much more than you are uh, thinking about in the, in the first place and uh, just crush, crushing these, uh, these boundaries that you're putting on yourself. And secondly, these long distance activities that I've been up to the last two years, it's uh, for myself, this has been completely new. Two years ago, I haven't done anything like this, but it's been a really good way to explore myself and to get to know myself better. Um, maybe some of you can relate to that, that voice inside your head uh, that you have some from time to time. And if you're doing a skiing race for, for seven hours, you know, you have a lot of time to talk with that, uh, that voice. And it is really like a dance with yourself. And um, at the end of the day, I would say that you come out stronger uh, by doing something like this. And um, it's also highlighting for myself the importance of preparing and putting in the work if you decide to do something, especially if there is a huge achievement and it's connected to, to some preparation. For example, it's cross-country skiing. I was actually in Australia when I applied for that race and uh, a lot of the people around me were laughing when I said I'm going home to Sweden to do this race for, for, um, for 90 kilometers, but I've never been on skis before. And a similar situation with the Scotland Grand National. But in these two occasions, I've, I've proven again for myself that it's possible to do a lot more if, you, if you're really putting in the work to, to achieving what you want. And uh, maybe fourthly as well, it's also very inspiring for myself. And um, when I see that someone else in my surrounding is getting motivated, I really love that. I think you are example then going in for this uh, swim the day after we met. So that's really, I really love that. That's really inspiring for me. Well, Glenn Carlson, an athlete from Malmö, Sweden, been an absolute pleasure to have you here on Liquish All Sports today. And just before you go, do you have any final words? Well, connected to what we talked about today, uh, if you have some kind of um, challenge or something that you've been thinking about doing, um, final words would be not to postpone it. Just uh, commit and do it and trust that, um, that you will, uh, the process will sort itself out along the way. So uh, no need to have everything uh, planned once you commit to something. Um, but life is too short not to really do what you've been thinking.